Hey there, Storyteller. Welcome back to another episode of Crossroads, the Storyteller's Journey. I'm your host, Donovan, and today I have a really fun episode with a rock musician from the D.C. area. Um, You'll hear so much about his story, um, so many great little tips and tricks about getting out there, getting on social media, also just talking about stories, which is what we're here for. Um, I hope you're doing well. Um, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend or a loved one who is a storyteller, who is a creative mind that needs a little bit of encouragement because at the end of the day, this is what I'm here for. This is what Artist Apparel is here for. I understand it's been a while since I posted um, an episode, but I'm back for the new year. Happy New Year. Um, We're here. Um, I'm really excited for what's to come in the new year for Artist Apparel. Um, And I'll probably be releasing a video on YouTube to let everybody know what's going on um, and what what I'm planning on doing. Um, So I hope that you enjoy this episode. Please rate it, um, review it on Apple uh, Podcasts or Spotify, or leave a comment on YouTube wherever you're listening. I just really am glad you're here. Share it with a friend and let's get right into it. All right, let's get this show on the road. Hello, storytellers. Welcome back to another episode of Crossroads, the storyteller's journey. It has been a while. Um, I've been busy finishing up my last semester at school, Um, jobs. You know, I've been trying to make artist apparel a priority, but, you know, sometimes things don't go that way. But I'm really excited to say that we have um, a good friend of artist apparel um, on the podcast today. He is a punk rock musician originally from Iowa and Maryland. He's now based out of Virginia and he plays simple songs that people want to hear. That's that's what he classifies his brand as or what his fans classify his brand as um, rather. Um, He's also known as Professor Pipe. Um, and you'll get to hear a little bit more about that. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Pipe 720 to Crossroads. How are you doing today, Pipe? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. We've been talking about having this discussion for a while. So I'm really excited. Uh, I love the podcast too. I've been listening to it. And I think you have a great format. Um, yeah, and Thank a great you. approach. Thanks, man. I mean, it's still a work in progress as all of our stories are. Um, but I do like to you know, make things as conversational as they can be, but also get to know you a little bit better and have the storytellers that are listening, you know, learn more about how they can become um, a better storyteller, you know, market their stories better. Um, I've kind of come to find that like, you know, I'm, I'm getting a degree in marketing and I think it's so interesting how our brands play a role in our art as much as, you know, you might want to make the creative aspect all that it is. You know, you have to think about the other side of things as well. Um, And you definitely have a great head on your shoulders. You know, you know what you're doing and you've learned over the past few years and over the past. I mean, you've been in this game for a while now, Um, but tell me a little bit about like your background as a musician. Um, What got you started? You know, what when were you first brought into music? I know that it was a while ago and you have songs that were written 20 plus years ago. So let's let's hear about, you know, kind of the origins of Pipe 720. Yeah, so I started playing guitar when I was 13. I started taking lessons, and this was mid-90s. Um, I'm, I'm dating myself, but Pipe's a little old. I guess <laughs> a little older than I, than I look. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, I've been playing guitar for 30 years. Um, I, uh, I, I started learning bass and started singing. So I took guitar for a couple years, studied some in high school, and uh, started playing in bands. Actually, when I was 15, I played in a classic rock cover band. I played bass, and I've okay. played bass. I played bass in every single band I've played in. 
Um, so uh, did that. And then I, I played in like a hard rock band in high school where we did originals and then played like in hard another... rock hotel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I played in a band in high school and then uh, again in college, I uh, went to the University of Maryland Um played there we played at a bunch of clubs in baltimore we had some some okay. moderate moderate success um but then cool. as it was as it was getting close to graduation you know i needed to to get a job and i decided to um focus on my family and my career for mm -hmm. you know 15 some odd years and yeah. then uh the pandemic came and uh i have all of these unreleased songs um i'd been wanting to get back into music for a long time but i never really had the time um and the pandemic kind of afforded me that time and space to really what happened is i wrote a song during the pandemic kind of about everything that was going on and yeah. i was like this is What's really that good. song called uh what have we become okay was, yeah yeah it was my first record so i remember that one yeah so um, and I felt like there was sort of a temporal aspect to it where like I needed to get it out soon because I was worried that it might not be relevant, um, you know, years down the road. Um, so that kind of like nudged me to get started. Um, so I just started doing research. One thing led to another. And I was like, I can release music on streaming platforms and like I can do all these, which I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty much in the dark when it comes to the music scene for 15 years. Mm -hmm. um, so when, when we met, I remember we released the single on the same day. Yeah. So I was like, Oh, it like, that's, that's really cool. And, you know, I really enjoyed your release. And um, that was kind of like an exciting time for me to like kick off the project. Um, one thing led to another and, you know, I'm still doing it. I didn't know that I'd be doing it for this long, um, who knows as, as long as I'm having fun, I'm going to keep doing it. Absolutely. That's, you got to keep that at the, at the core of it, because I mean, at the end of the day, especially as an indie musician, like it's not like you're making hundreds of thousands, millions, you know, that's, that's not what you're in it for. And yeah. plenty of people like want to be in it for their passion, but they also want to see some return from it, which is completely acceptable and understandable because in this life, you want to do what makes you happy. And unfortunately you can't just do what makes you happy to live you know you have to do something else so um it's awesome to hear that like aside from your full-time job like you're you're making music and you put something out and you you're like you know what this i've been creating stuff for 20 plus years 15 plus years i you know this it's just my time to like see what happens and you know you have you have a decent following, you know, for an indie musician, um, you play plenty Thanks. of open mics. And mm -hmm. I just, I remember when I first, you know, saw your, your work, um, in the very beginning of 2020, when we released, um, you know, the tracks on the same day, um, I was like, this guy's, this guy's really grinding out here. Like he does not, he's not messing around. And, uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about your, you know, social media and how, you know, you have been so, present you know all the time i feel like every time i go on instagram you were within the first 10 you know posts which is really great and that's you know the engagement um i'm sure that you're you know that return is coming back to you um mm -hmm. but 
of course, this podcast is all about storytelling. Um, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, marketing is part of storytelling. It's, you know, I consider it to be a form of storytelling because um, you're telling a story through another story. You know, that's kind of storytellerception, <laughs> inception there. Um, yeah. But to you, what, what does storytelling mean, you know, as a musician? Um, it's a very deep, broad question, but I, I tend to ask all of the people that come on the podcast that question and you take it in whatever direction you want to. Um, so yeah, what does storytelling mean to you and how important is that to your craft? Yeah. Um, definitely, definitely was, was ready for this one. I'm familiar with the podcast. So, um, I, I'd say as a songwriter, I've never, uh, considered myself like a great storytelling, like songwriter i mean i know that there are a lot of like particularly country music artists kind of like the old school country they do some really great storytelling in their songs in a lot of my lyrics i try to keep more general and higher level because i want to leave things open to interpretation Hmm. um but when you get into the promotional aspect of, of it and the social media aspect of it um i've used that more as an opportunity to tell the story um, like I, I got really into official videos, um, because a lot of my songs, I feel like it, it, it could mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people, but then putting an official video over top of it really gives me an opportunity to, to put the full story behind it or yeah. to even tell a different story that could be related to the song. Hmm. Um, and I remember getting started with this. I was like, everybody's doing videos i need to figure out how to make videos yeah and for the first few months like i wasn't even if you look at my posts i wouldn't even put my face in a post put my face on camera or anything for probably like the first four months of the project and i finally got over that and i slowly started working on my video editing skills on i mean i'm still pretty much an amateur diy video maker but I'm proud of what I do and particularly the stories I tell in my official videos. And I would tell anyone like that's the content I'm most proud of is, you know, if you go out on YouTube and you find like the playlist of official videos, I have one for every single song that I've written. Mm-hmm. And that visual element really gives me a chance to tell a story. And even with a, my last EP that I released, Pipe Verse, there's... So Pipeverse is it's supposed to be a whole universe, right? Yeah, yeah. Where, like I've invented these characters and there's a story arc. Like if you watch all four of the videos in order, um, there's a story arc that goes throughout all of them. With um, Professor Pipe, of course. With Professor Pipe. Oh, and, yeah. Like, with with uh, uh, Pernicious Pipe, his like evil Lord uh-huh. boss and yep. his son and his love interest. And, you know... And I just had so much fun with that because, you know, I, I've always treated songs as kind of like this atomic thing. And my songs are more built around like an emotion. Um, and because that's something that I want to evoke and not mm-hmm. so much like a story arc. Yeah. But doing the official videos in this way gave me that opportunity where like, hey, I know like people love stories. Sure. I know people that they want to they just want to know what happens next. They want interesting characters that remind them of people from real life um and uh it was just a lot of fun to make um and i think it was a good opportunity to tell stories so 
when you talk about storytelling, like I've used sort of the promotional aspect of it. It's an art form. It truly is like you can have a lot of fun with with music promotion. I know a lot of yeah. artists don't necessarily love that aspect of it, but you can find a way to to make make that also a part of your art. Yeah. Um, so that's I guess that's what storytelling means to me um, and how I've applied it to this project. Yeah, I, I think everybody at some point, if they really want to take what they're doing like very seriously, you kind of have to say, all right, I'm going to I'm going to try my hand at this promotion. Um, I'm going to try my hand at this. And it's easier than ever nowadays. Like there's plenty of, you know, painters on TikTok that will just literally paint over like a time lapse or something. It's yeah. 15 seconds. They don't have to show their face. They don't have to say anything. It's literally just a, a piece of music behind and the visual aspect. And um, and plenty of people go viral using that method, um, which is, it's amazing that we can do that nowadays. You can impact so many people with your art. Um, and you, you know, adding this this official video aspect to your art is gonna, you know, it broadens the the horizons of who is who is seeing pipe who's seeing pipe 720 which is really cool because like you got someone that maybe isn't super into like the heavy rock the punk rock scene um and you know they're like okay well i mean there's a cool story involved and you know i'll i'll just watch the story see what happens you know i want to know what's next what's new in the pipe verse um so i think i think it's a great idea i actually did um listen a bit to the mike world order podcast um mm -hmm. i heard um you know kind of you explain the pipe verse a little bit um you know if and i would encourage anybody um i'll probably link that in this this um youtube video just to like you know have people go check that out because it's a it's a really cool interview as well um and i don't want to have you it completely explain the pipe verse again because you know it'll it's you know you you get to get your brand brand out there but you know i'll let him do that for you um i want to talk yeah. a little bit more about you know the nitty-gritty of it um so the pipe verse you know you started that that's mm -hmm. you know a completely innovative thing that you see in film and in television a lot you don't see it so much in the music industry like someone incorporating like sure you got storytelling and music videos but the whole idea of making like a story arc that through four episodes and you have different characters um, is a, is a really cool way to, you know, keep people engaged, but I'm curious to know how you got to that point. So your storytelling, you know, the way that you've story told, how has it evolved, you know, since, I mean, I would say three years ago when you started kind of posting things, you know, how do you think that that's evolved um, up to the point where you decided to, you know, create the pipe verse. Um, you can go even further back if you wanted to, like when you used to play in a band in, you know, high school and in the nineties and stuff, but mm -hmm. you know, that's in the nineties, you can, you can talk about the now if you want, but I'd love to hear about, you know, how you've seen that evolve um, because the pipe verse is super creative. And I know that it probably took a lot of, you know, little, you know, hills and valleys to get to that point. So, you know, how, how does, how did that, what did that look like? Oh yeah, definitely my hardest, my most difficult, challenging artistic endeavor so far. Um, so it started like acknowledging that I needed to make official videos. And I made I made probably I think eight official videos before I did the pipe first. So I watched a YouTube video like how to make a music video. <laughs> what well, anybody would do, like that's where you start. Yeah. YouTube is where you start nowadays. Yeah, and it was really basic. It was like, you know, shoot sync videos, like lip sync videos in three locations and like basically just cut it, you know, cut across them. Sure. And you just kind of want, want to do a lot of changes. So 
I made my first video was for Don't Let Me Down. Um, and I shot it in the woods, uh, like in one of the parks near my house. And so I shot some sync videos. And one of the things that I wanted to do for the climax of the scene, like it's about a relationship. And I'm okay. like, I'm I'm basically fighting. My wife's in the video, actually. And I'm fighting with her the whole video. And then like at the end, she slaps me like <laughs> really hard. <laughs> um, So like that was, you know, I'm lip syncing and everything. And that was like kind of a little story arc. You know, it was, you know, a few seconds worth of footage total. Mm -hmm. But that felt amazing. Like that was, that felt so fun. I was like, I just told a little like it's it's like a little skit, but it's a little story. Sure. And then it kind of grew from there. And like you'll see if you watch my earlier videos, you see like every video I'm kind of like trying to add in a few seconds to just make some sort of a story from the beginning that makes you want to watch it till the end. In yeah. case you're not you're you're not necessarily as into the, the music, like not everybody's into that genre of music. Um, so. I started thinking about the official video for everything you remember, um, which is like, I've actually been promoting that song all this week. Um, and the idea I had was just extremely elaborate, right? I was like, this is just insane. And I'd say the video is pretty insane to give you an idea. When we shot it, we got stopped twice, one by a concerned citizen, another time by the cops. Like we was shot that the it. One with the, uh, the, the hospital gown. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I watched that one. I was like, oh, I, I was watching the footage and I was thinking, someone's got to ask a question. <laughs> someone's got to ask what's going on here. Yeah. So that make that makes sense that you know you you got stopped twice, but but yeah, continue. Sorry. Yeah. So um, so I'm just thinking about this video, right? I've been I had thought about that for months, like how I want it to be, and this was before I had thought about the characters and the pipe verse and everything. Okay. And, you know, I used to release a single on the first of every month and I did that for like 16 months. And I was yeah. like getting kind of tired um, of just the grind. And I how would and you I get felt... tired of posting a, a new song every month? <laughs> 16 songs. That doesn't sound tiring at all. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. It, well, the, I think the key thing was is I started doing live. And that was hard. like, I think it's a big ask to constantly ask people, all right, listen to my song, watch my official video, come mm -hmm. see me perform. It just kind of like, it's, it's promo fatigue. I think mm -hmm. like I got tired of just like, I would forget. I would be like, I'd be promoting a single. I'd be like, oh, I have a show this weekend that I need to promote too. And, mm -hmm. um, so I was like, all right, I need to organize things differently. So I got the, the video idea, the crazy video idea in my head. Um, I've got a few songs basically done. I'm working on a few more. And I was like, you know what? I think I need to just put out an EP. And um, yeah, those were, so I think I had two of the songs done and I was about to work on two of the other ones. And I was like, wouldn't it be cool? You know, obviously there's a, like all of these like multiverse, there's the metaverse. Like when I'm promoting you know, you're always trying to think of something that's trendy. Yeah. And, you know, like, I'm also like, I'm getting older, too. So I'm like looking for ways to like connect with pop culture of today, even though like my knowledge of things is just so old. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, this is this is kind of like a cool, trendy thing, like pipe verse, like, maybe that's something interesting that would, pe that would bring people in. Yeah, like the um, MCU. People love people love how all the 
stories in the MCU intermingle and there's like little um little cameos here and there and you know people just like spotting easter eggs and you know obviously I understand that your production is a little bit, you know, a little bit simpler than an MCU film. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it, you're, you're, you're the main guy, you know, that you're the writer producer, you know, you're, you're the one doing all the stuff. So it's harder to get something like that done. Also, I miss like the CGI and all those videos where, where were they at? <laughs> I, I wanted to like see something, you know, fly at you like a, a hurling, you know, fireball or something like that. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I can imagine how, crazy of an idea that sat like seemed like when you wanted to do it you're like well i gotta stay trendy but this is also this would be really cool but i also have to yeah. do it myself so i can imagine it was kind of a daunting thing you're like a really big you know commitment a really big idea that you're like at the beginning probably like uh this is this might be a little much but i'm gonna go ahead and do it so you did it yeah absolutely and like i will say coming up with the idea and planning it was way more fun than the actual execution. I mean, the execution was fine, but there were a few moments where, you know, I'm wandering around downtown Fairfax where I live and I'm just like scaring the crap out of everybody that's there. And um, actually I had my friend, I got a shout out Chris Dinosaur from the Dinosaurs Rex band. Um, he did all the shooting like he came to my house. He was there at like 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning because that's when we thought no one would be out. Well, they were. And <laughs> um, but there were a few times like that day. Also, like I I wore full drag for another one of the videos, a little game mm -hmm. where like I'm putting it all on and it was hot. And I'm just like, I, this is the first time I've ever done it. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, this is hard hard you know like this like it it takes a lot of skill yeah. to like like convincingly wear like drag confidently uh -huh. um and there are a few times where i was just like i just don't know how this is gonna turn out you know what i mean <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, you're just like yeah <laughs> like this this felt so brilliant when i thought of it and like the way you when you envision it but um, I, it's one I of feel those like moments been... you're like, it sounded a lot better in my head, or it <laughs> yeah. looked a lot cooler in my head. You're like seeing it when you're editing, and you're like, Ugh. <laughs> uh, what was I doing? No, it's it's a lot of fun. I like that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and um, I I have been fortunate though that I feel like for all the videos, I've been able to accomplish mostly what I've set out to do. You know. Mm -hmm. It's not always like a one-to-one -one match in my sure. head, but I'm usually able to get it. The key for me is being able to communicate what I want to communicate, right? Yeah. And that like, it can look a lot of different ways, but for me, the key was like, if someone watches this, are they able to follow the story? Like, do they mm -hmm. feel like they understand the characters? You know, do they feel like they understand what I'm trying to say with the song? Yeah. Um, and if, as long as those are accomplished, like I'm happy as an artist um yeah so yeah i mean that's that's how it came about and and that's how like i have had i did have a few of those moments where i was like i but i think i think you got to do that as an artist mm. right like you've got to you got to like go there like yeah. where is the like scary thing whether yeah. you're getting on stage for the first time right or like doing podcasts yeah. or what I started doing live streams recently. Like, mm -hmm. what is that scary thing? Go do it and you'll be happy that you did. You will. Um, 
it's there's there's definitely a payoff there yeah i there absolutely is like you wouldn't be at this point you wouldn't have created the pipe verse you wouldn't have you know dipped your toes into that storytelling that that other avenue that other medium of storytelling of like filmmaking because that's you know that's what you did um you wouldn't have stepped into that if in 2020 you didn't say all right i'm gonna create a song every day um yeah and i'm gonna create a song for every month you know it's it's saying those little yeses here and there you know that lead to holy crap like i just look at this like look at me go you know i'm sure your family's proud of you like you know you know you know being so confident to just dress up and gra- drag you know they're like okay you did that dad like look at you go <laughs> look at you go dad um i you know i i think it's just aside from all the you know storytelling stuff i just think it's really cool and i've i've like seen your work i've followed your work for three years now and i've just been like you know this guy's this guy's really doing it so i have to commend you for saying yes and for continuing and for saying yes to creating videos and the, yes to the pipe verse like and you're still going saying yes to open mics too. Like you got back into that when COVID was done, you know, when you were able to go back into places, it's just really cool that you said yes to those things. So yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you said yes to the podcast too. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to be here. Um, having a good time. Good, good. Well, I mean, let's, let's keep this show on the road. I'm having a great time. Um, let's see, let's talk a little bit about marketing and how you've, um, how you've been so present on social media. Um, I first want to ask you kind of as pipe 720, what are your, I guess you could say, I know that you, um, you, you have your, you had your fan tell you that you do simple songs that people want to hear. Um, and you mm-hmm. know, I think that's a very awesome, like simple motto, like brand image. Like this is what people think of me as. Um, mm-hmm. and I agree, but what would you say are your like core values as a musician or, as pipe 720 um it's you know it could be like your life core values that you just kind of put into your music um that's that is acceptable you know what Mm -hmm. what do you think what do you think that is yeah core values um that's a really interesting question so i i did mention taking risks like i can definitely tell you what what i like in other artists and what i want to see like I think I think taking risks is really important for any artist. Um, and that's what I want to see. I want I want people to be seeing things at the top of my ability, which means it's not always going to be perfect because a lot of the stuff that I'm doing, I'm doing myself for the first time and always trying to push things. And, and when I see other artists doing that, it inspires me. I get excited. And, you know, when you take big risks, not everything's going to work out perfectly, right? It's not going to, it may not land perfectly, but where there's risk, there's reward. And I think the great genres, the great musicians are all people that have taken big risks and taking those risks, people are initially like, ugh, like I, they don't, they don't know what it is. Yeah. Um, so, so that's something that, that I'm always trying to do is like, I know that there are certain things that I can do really well. And that I think would be palatable mm-hmm. um, to, and and I do do I do that sometimes. So like some of the songs I I write, I'm like I want this to be a you know a bit more universally liked. Yeah. Um. But then there's Before other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean that's that's exactly like I set out to write when I wrote that. I was like I had just finished Unprovoked. Okay. Um. I had like just I think I had just 
written it or released it, but I was thinking like, this is a hardcore punk song. Like some people love it. And, Mm -hmm. and, but my mom is like, uh, it's, it's not really my style. It's a bit so. much. Yeah, it's a bit much. So like, I was like, sorry, mom. God, sorry. I can't be <laughs> everything that you wanted. Your perfect little boy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I came up with that. And like some of the songs I write, I write for me. And some mm-hmm. of them I write for everyone else. Like before I go is a song I write for everyone else. Yeah. And um, so I think taking risks is really important. And um. So I'd say that's definitely a big core value that I try to yeah. evoke. Um, I would say my as my songwriting has matured, you can kind of tell like what's an older song versus what's a newer song. Like my older songs are all about relationships mm. and my older songs are very much focused on whatever's going through my eyes. Um, so like I'm singing about usually some woman that I'm dating, right? Mm-hmm. Or my wife, like that. And but as I've gotten older, I try to to write songs that are more like third person, so to speak. Like uh, someone told me once, um, you know, he's he basically said, like, all your songs, you're always saying I, 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 I. Maybe you should try to say you. Um, and that really resonated with me because I'm like that. That makes a lot of sense, because now you're bringing the listener in. You're you're singing yeah. to the listener. Um and I've tried to take that a step further, you know, where I am in my life, there's not a lot of, there's not as many of new, new personal discoveries as there was earlier in my life. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you've kind of figured I, out who you are, you know, like, I what fi- you like, yeah. And I'm pretty settled. Like, you know, I have things the way that I want them. So the places I go for inspiration are what's happening in the world, what's happening around me. What do I think you know, a young man sitting in his room on TikTok needs to hear right now. Mm. Um, like those are the sorts of things that inspire me. Um, yeah, heck yeah. Yeah. So, and, and that's, that's what sort of drives me to, to write music these days. So like, that's an easy way to tell is like, if I'm singing about a relationship, it's probably like an older song. If I'm singing about like how messed up the world is, it's probably a newer song. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I'll have to go back through your work and be like, okay, yeah, this is definitely pre-pipe. Um, <laughs> and then this is this is post-pipe, current pipe, present pipe. Um, yeah. All the pipes. Peter Piper. Picked <laughs> <laughs> um, that's, yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, before I go, honestly, um, I, I, I'm not like super into heavy rock or punk, you know, I'm not really into that. But um, Before I Go is like a, a really cool song. Um, and the lyrics are they hit because they're so simple but they're really profound it's you know you just described what what does that kid need to hear that's scrolling on tiktok and he needs to hear that you know he needs to hear that everything's okay that you got to find what makes you happy and do what makes you happy um and as long as it doesn't hurt other people people um Mm -hmm. i but yeah i think that it's um it's really cool like that's a that's a really great message and taking risks does sound very much like your brand. Um, and you can see that through all the yeses that you've said, to, uh, that you've said yes to. Um, but yeah, you're so active on social media. How, how do you, how do you do it? Do you schedule posts? Do you just like pre-plan them? And then you're like, okay, let's just schedule all these, you know, first day of the week or first day of the month and, you know, have them automatically go out because for how much you post and how regularly there's content on my, you know, discover or whatever the, 
homepages on Instagram, I can only imagine that you're not just sitting at your computer all day saying, okay, time to post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything's fairly well planned out. Um, yeah. I can tell you kind of like how, like when I got started, I think, so we met on Twitter. I was really active on Twitter, yeah. you know, like grinding, like, you know, the, your engagement posts, asking questions and like yeah. doing a lot of those things. And, you know, I'm slowly learning how to edit videos and th around this time, I'm like, you know, I should get involved in TikTok. Like I wanted to sort of dip my toes in there. Sure. Instagram's evolving to be more like TikTok. YouTube's yeah. got their shorts. And I was like, this is the, this is the future. Like I need to do this. I, I knew when I started, I needed to focus on videos and I was just starting to get the actual skills okay. to, to like edit videos, to edit the audio for videos. Um, so there was a point where I always wanted to post every day. And, it, and when I think when I started, it was like, you know, a tweet. I post a tweet a day and I would post like two videos a week. Mm -hmm. um, and they were usually like, you know, the distro kid videos where yeah. it's like, you guess yeah. like the release coming out and it's like the template of like, yeah. it's Ross from friends playing the record. And then he starts dancing <laughs> yeah. and it's your song. And he's like listening to pipe and you're like, Oh, it's so cool. Ross from friends likes my song. Yeah. 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 So, you know, using those canned videos. So that's what I did. I used those yeah. canned videos. That's tweets. what they're there for. Yeah. So, it, so I started learning more and more about editing videos. And there was a point where I was like, I it's, making videos stopped being something I had to do and started being something that I wanted to do. Like okay. as I got better and better, I was like, this is actually pretty fun. And you know, the more fun that I have with it, the more fun people are going to have watching it. So yeah, absolutely. So like I slowly got to where, you know, it, when I started, it was like, I need content to post. I need content to post. I need ideas. I'm scrambling, trying to figure things out. But then as I learned more about video editing and social media and everything, um, I started getting more and more ideas. And there was a point where I was like, I have too many ideas. Like I have too much content to post. And um, one of the biggest things that I did was every performance is recorded and it's posted on YouTube in a playlist. Like if you want to see any, every single, like, unless there was a technical issue with like mm -hmm. maybe two performances where I didn't like, my battery was out or I didn't have a stand. Something happened. Every, yeah. Yeah. Every performance is recorded. And that is like I've treasure trove of content. Right. Yeah. It's like I can have if I do a two song open mic. Right. Or I have like a 30, 30 minute feature. I can just go through there and say, like, there is a very good 30 second clip. Right. Or like there's a really good eight second guitar mm -hmm. riff. You yeah. know, regardless of how the rest of the performance goes, like there's don't even know. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, and, and they all have gone pretty well. That's not I'm not trying to say my performances are bad, but yeah, yeah, there, there, there are times sometimes where I play a song and I'm like, eh, I was kind of off key there or it's like live, I, you know, it's yeah. like expected. Yeah. So but chances are, like, even if you mess up a song, you can chop up the first 15 seconds of that song and maybe it was sounded really good. Mm -hmm. Um. So I started posting those things, um, you know, making the official videos like that's another treasure trove of content is like you can just chop those up like all, almost all my official videos are like five minutes or longer. So there's that's a ton of content. Mm -hmm. um, 
educational videos and like some like lifestyle stuff is great yeah. you know people like for i use instagram stories a lot to just post like anytime we like we go somewhere with a family that's kind of cool or um you know it, and uh i started doing like a lot of face to camera stuff mm-hmm. um like i do a weekly update it used to be weekly now it's more like pipe when date. yeah the pipe date um that was so when i started doing that that was my most popular content and it was literally me just like reading bullet points off of a computer and it was like it was like the most dry <laughs> just what's going on in your life it's like today or this weekend i'm performing here yeah please you know check it out i yeah. hope you're doing okay this week i've been hanging out with my family we went to cedar rapids or wherever you went to yeah it's it's so simple but like that connects you to the person, you know, yeah. they feel like a friend at that point. So that's yeah. what's really going to keep them engaged. And the longer they watch your content for the more, you know, Instagram or TikTok or YouTube is going to say, okay, you know, you like this person, here you go. Here's some more of them. So yeah. using that, that type of content, you know, does work. But I, I remember, you know, seeing those pipe dates and being like, I feel like I should, like, I should do this, you know? yeah there's there's occasionally interesting things that happen and i'm always planning things around the brand and stuff so i've actually considered like following suit and you know taking a a page from your book and doing that because i think it's a great idea so that was your most popular content when you first started posting it it was crazy i was like this is personally i was like this is not interesting content (laughs) like a lot of it was like at least when i started a lot of it was very scripted and like someone, I think one of my friends was like, man, this is really robotic. Like, <laughs> you know, and I'm like, and I'm like, yeah, th- it really is. But, you know, it's one of those things that you work that muscle, you do it more and more and more. Yeah. And now, like now when I do, when I do my pipe dates now, it's like, I'm going to talk about this thing. Hmm. I think I, I had one on music copyrights because okay. I kept, I kept getting muted on TikTok and I was like, I want to talk about copyrights and I just went it through like all the times I was muted and mm-hmm. why. And that did well. I mean, that's interesting stuff. Um, this probably happening to other people and they're like, yeah, I, yeah. I I'm I, the same thing's happening to me. What the heck? I was trying to say that I wrote this song when John Williams really wrote it. And I'm like, why did they think that <laughs> copyright? <laughs> yeah. So, so face to camera stuff, like people like it. People, people want to hear from you. They want to get yeah. to know you. Um, and, you know, I, I made a commitment to do it regularly and you get better and better. Like just, yeah. just like anything else. Like I started, when I look at my old, my first videos that they make me cringe. I'm like, this is really bad, but you know, you get better at like thinking about what you're going to say mm-hmm. and then finding the words and then like Absolutely. also ed- editing if you have to. So. Yeah. It's the same thing with like, um like with podcasting, like my mm-hmm. first my first podcast went well because I spoke to someone that like I had connected with. It was honestly the same time I connected with you. I, I connected with Caleb Wu, which was the guy on the first podcast. Um, mm-hmm. So like, I didn't feel like I had to be robotic or anything like that. Cause I knew him, but you know, as I started going on, I was talking to the people who like spider Dabrowski, I met him on Twitter. And then like a week or two later we recorded and we hadn't really talked much. So it's, it's really just about, you know, practicing you know the pipe dates they become less and less or more and more human and less robotic as you start doing them because 
you said yes to it at, at first and then you, you know, committed to it. And here you are on your second, is this your second podcast? This is my okay. third episode, third. second podcast. Cause I okay. did two of Mike world order. Okay. Gotcha. So yeah, third episode, second podcast, like you talked with him for a while, you know, kind of, you know, we're sharpening your, you know, tools and figuring, figuring out how you can best communicate. And, you know, here you are, we're having a great talk and I'm, I'm enjoying it a lot. Um, you do a lot of open mics too. Oh yeah. And that's where you get a lot of your content from. So like, let's say someone is listening to this podcast and they're a musician or they're in a band, um, and they want to get involved in an open mic in their city. How did you go about figuring out how to, you know, do an open mic and I'm sure you've gotten better at setting up, tearing down, you know, having, you know, setting up your sets and everything, making sure you have exactly what songs you want to do and all that. And that comes with practice, of course. But from the very beginning, the very first step that you took to become an open mic artist, what where did you go? What did you start with? Yeah, that, I mean, that's a great story. I'm really glad you you asked it. Um, So I I actually have, I had a lot of performance experience coming into this. Um, You know, when I... I played my band like I, I told you I started playing bands and when I was 15 mm-hmm. um I also I got a I get a lot of inspiration from like stand-up comedy and watching how stand-up comedians sort of go through their process and they you know they go and they work out their material like even the famous comedians will just they'll go to open mics they'll go to, they'll just drop into a club and try out their jokes and like that's how they figure out what's good and what isn't and i was yeah. like i should take a similar approach um interesting at the t- yeah at the time um there's a local cafe called epicure cafe which unfortunately has since closed um but they had an open mic on thursdays let me tell you like this open mic was amazing like it was shout out to dick beats i don't know if he's out there uh ricky muñoz like these guys would host these and you know, they helped me get up to my, if you watch the before I go video, you'll see some clip, a lot of clips from that open mic at the end. Okay. Um, but just built an amazing community at Epicure Cafe. And we all still talk to each other. We all still like know each other. It was, and this was t- mid 2021. So, um, you know, that was every Thursday night is a good night of the week, right? It's not Friday or Saturday, but Thursday, you you got to grind out one more day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just got to, you know, towards the end of it, there were times where I knew every single person in the cafe, like we're nice. all, we all know each other, we know each other's music, and very eclectic, you know, like, whether you're going to bring hip hop, or like, I'm going to bring my hardcore punk, mm-hmm. like, that was, that was great, because I was like, the crazier I make my music, like, the more they're going to love it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And like that is just like pure artistic community. So, so I did awesome. that. Yeah. So I did that for a while and unfortunately it closed. Um, I guess is it about maybe it's been about a year since they closed. Um, so the the owner um sold the sold the location and unfortunately like a lot of bars and restaurants have been going through this since the pandemic. Yeah. So, you know, we've all been kind of without a home and like we've all kind of like spread out to different places um and uh so i got asked to perform a show with micah super um who's a hip-hop artist here he got a show at cafe amori 
um, which is where I host open mics now. Okay. And, um, you know, shout out to, to Micah. He's a great R and B hip hop artist. Um, asked me to come perform with him. I performed. It went great. Um, like the manager of the store really liked it. And like, they put my music on their playlist and, and then they, they really needed a host. Um, so I was a little hesitant at first, but I was like, this is probably a good opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a good opportunity for a lot of reasons. Like you get to give back to the community. Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, people have given me so much, like getting me started. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's definitely a gift to help get people out on the first time yeah. um, and to help build that community. Um, and I like I had planned on just doing like once a month um hosting you know like i'll you know this is something that i'll do but to you know turns out that they've they've needed hosts and it's become a pretty regular thing so so yeah i mean i would say like if you if anyone's interested in hosting open mics like the opportunities to do that are definitely out there if you just get to know your local community um you know, and you get some name recognition, like I've been approached that I've been lucky enough to have been asked the times to to host open mics. But if you get that opportunity, definitely take it. Um, yeah, you're going to learn so much. Um, and Even if you crash and burn. You, yeah, you learned. That's, <laughs> that's something that I'm always, you know, drilling into my head is that like, if something that I post that like flops that I really worked really hard on, or if you know, I launch something new a new project or even like a song whatever i you know dip my toes into if i crash and burn if i fall into the pool you know it's like i tried and i learned something from it um mm-hmm. so like i always say that failure is really not failure you know it's actually you know just a learning opportunity as you know people say all the time uh but i think that just saying hey you know this is something i've wanted to do for a while and I'm going to see where there's an opportunity available to me, like near me, and then just kind of get involved and get to know people in the community is, is the best way to get in, you know, into it. Personally, I've never like done an open mic or anything like that, but it has been something I've thought of, especially here in Tallahassee, where I go to school is like, I mean, there's, there's bars, there's clubs, there's, there's a place for me here if I wanted to, you know, try it out. But I, you know, had decided that I like talking to people like you and, mm-hmm. and, helping people get out there more, helping people, you know, have something like this right here is going to be content for me to post. This is going to be content for you to post so that, you know, you can get out there more. It's, you know, leveraging each other's brand so that we can help each other grow. And that's what, that's what the community is all about. That's why community is so important. And you've seen that firsthand, you know, in person, and now it's become a lot more digital, like virtual as of, you know, the past five years, you know, or so 10 years it's become more important to digitally leverage brands rather than like always in person. So I think that it's really cool that you have experience in both ways. Um, and you know, obviously you've become better at your crafts with open mics and now you do like your loops and stuff. It's like, you know, that's, that's something that I've wanted to do. And I know it's pretty difficult to get a good loop going. Um, I know Ed Sheeran knows a thing or two about loop pedals. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I think that that's great. You know, your story of how you got involved in, in open mics is, is pretty, is pretty cool. Cause I feel like it's probably like, it's not so uncommon for 
that to happen, you know, like, especially after a pandemic, I'm sure there are plenty of places that closed like in other cities and people were in a similar mm -hmm. situation. Um, but you stepping up to the task and saying, Hey, I'm going to host this, you know, and, and, you know, invite different artists to come out and share their story. That's, that's, that's pretty awesome. So, so snaps to you, kudos to you for that. Um, that's pretty sweet. Uh, I mean, I think that I, I, I don't really know how much how much more I got. You oh, I have a about your um releasing a song every year in 2020. You know, you said you got burnt out from that after 16 months and I was like mm -hmm. how how does that happen? But what kind of what made you want to release a song every month? Did you want to see like you know, what kind of um like I don't know how that would help you grow? Is that what you were looking for? Were you looking for I just want to get these out there like Obviously, that was an experiment, and I just want to hear how that experiment went. Like, did you see some great traction from it? Did you see that it didn't do as well as you wanted it to? Like, what kind of what kind of uh, like stuff did you see return from that? Yeah, so um, that was something that kind of came from watching probably too many music promotional videos on YouTube, like <laughs> how to promote your music and everything. Music marketing Academy. Yeah, um, but a big thing was. Uh, I I mean, I have this and I still do have a sizable catalog of unreleased songs mm -hmm. that I've written years ago. Right. So like in the time that I launched this project, I had probably six songs, which I thought at the time could be singles. I mm -hmm. now know are probably like, you know, some of them will probably never see the light of day. But I had I had tracks ready like that. Mm -hmm. I had actually finished before Pipe 720 even existed. Mm -hmm. um and i just i i believe in failing fast like you know i believe in like you can do all the research and planning you want but you got to just do it yeah. and you're gonna learn quickly and and i did i wanted an, an iterative approach where you know i'm putting something out every month and i'm able to change quickly right so <laughs> if if you learn something, you can apply it to the next release the following month. Like if something doesn't go well, well, in 30 days, I'm putting something else out and maybe that'll do better. Um, yeah. So I I really, I did learn a ton. I mean, I think we've already talked through some of the journey of like, if you want to, if you ever want to see how much I've learned, just go back to the old content, go back to the old tracks and like, you can hear things progressively getting better, mm. um, you know, track to track, post to post. Um, so yeah, it was, I, it was a great experience. Um, and, and like I said, after about 16 months, I felt like I had, I, I knew, I knew what, at least I knew what I didn't know. Right. Like when mm -hmm. you first start, you don't know what you don't know. You're like, yeah. I'm just going to get started. But yeah. then after, after 16 months, I'm kind of like a few things have happened. Like one, I have a catalog of releases, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel less under the gun to put things out there because I have tons of music that nobody's heard. Right. Yeah. And I can promote that, um, you know, as much as I want. And uh, I, yeah, like I mentioned the promo fatigue, um, it does get a little exhausting. And I do feel like it, you know, with that sort of approach, it does start to become kind of white noise mm. um, to, to your followers. Like if you're always, it's like, always releasing a single if you're always releasing a video if you're always pushing a show it feels much more like a bigger event i think like releasing an ep 
mm-hmm. or releasing something bigger. Um, yeah. So or a music video or yeah, or a, a music video. So yeah, I mean, it was, it was a great experience, but I will say like releasing a single one at a time. And if you were to do it every month, I think it's a great approach to social media. I think it's, a great way to have consistent content. If you're one of those artists that struggles to put together content, like if you're putting, if you decide to put out a a song, the, another big thing is it held me accountable. Yeah. Um, Which is something that I wanted early on where I was like, I'm not just going to do this, but I'm going to tell everyone that I'm doing this. Hmm. And it helped keep me on a schedule because um, I know a lot of, a lot of artists and I do this too. Like, You'll you'll come up with a track and you're like, I don't know if I like it. I don't know if it's ready. But when you're releasing once a month, you're like, it's ready. Yeah. (laughs) It has to be, right? It it has to be like it has to be ready. You like you it pushes you to to put out more content. And yeah, yeah, I mean, would some of the tracks sound sound better if I'd have spent, you know, months and months or on them? Yeah, probably. But um I learn more faster. I learn more much yeah. faster. And and yeah. now actually like the next EP that I'm going to work on, I'm planning on slowing down dramatically. Okay. And like I have this foundation of stuff. I've got a lot of things going on. There's no reason I I don't I'm not imposing a timeline on myself. Like I know what I want to do. I know how I want it to sound. So I want to take my time to get there and, and we'll see how how that goes hopefully i don't churn on it for too long but so rather than like having a timeline it's more of like a i have a i have a vision and once this vision is you know in front of me and once i can see it and once it's ready to be sh- shared you know that's kind of the time that you'd start to promote that then yeah exactly okay. okay yeah i think that it's really cool that you've kind of i guess at this point i would say two major approaches is like the releasing a song at the first or every month and then um doing your pipe verse now like that that was another huge project and those are just two different approaches one of them being singles one of it being eps um and now thinking of this new approach with another ep like you'll have three different experiments under your belt that you can see all right you know this this is what works is what doesn't but of course at the end of the day it's not about oh this is the one that did the best it's more about this is the one that i feel most proud of um yeah which i think is something that you know i would want i would encourage you to remember is like you know your your pipe date video getting a, a hundred you know a ton of views it's like dang like i didn't even really work that hard on that like I, I i got out of my comfort zone doing it but it's not necessarily something that i'm like oh i'm so proud of this pipe date you know yeah <laughs> you know maybe I, you I, are proud of your pipe dates and i want to say you know keep keep going with them but like you know like you're creating art when you're do, making eps and like i want for you to create it and be like yeah like this is this is art like i'm proud of this yeah yeah i i agree completely like at the end of the day don't take anything too seriously like the ups and the downs like i just posted a video yesterday was it yesterday where i'm like screaming for six seconds I saw and that. And and it did well, and like, and it did better than the official video we talked about 
like where I'm posting clips of like the official video uh -huh. where I spent months planning it and like well that'll get someone that will like, that'll get someone's attention <laughs> if they're scrolling down there like discover on on Instagram and all of a sudden someone's yelling they're like what what's going on and then <laughs> you click on your page and they're like oh okay this guy's a character like that's fun so yeah it's just an introduction you know that's all it is which is it's pretty cool that you utilize that clip to you know get your brand out there more I think that's well. Sweet. And I, I knew it would do well, but I, I guess the point is, is, is like, don't take any of it too seriously. Like, you know, if someone can scream into a microphone for a few seconds and like get views and likes more so than spending months and months on a project and like grinding on it, it kind of, uh, uh, you know, it, it makes sense like that it's important that you be happy with the art. Yeah. Like, like don't stop the, don't stop the grind. Like mm -hmm. don't don't stop the don't stop making the big ambitious thing that maybe might might not get as appreciated as you want it to. There's still value in that because we need more of like the polished artistic vision than me screaming into the microphone. Exactly. Right? Like that's <laughs> that's supposed to be an introduction, a hook, something that, you know, like screams your brand, you know, literally. And yeah. <laughs> um, and then like having something else that is like this is his art, you know, like, it's just, yeah. it's just like bringing them in, you know, it's like the magnet of your work, which I think everyone has to like find kind of what, what works for them, what doesn't, you know, for what they're doing in particular. Um, but I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed this conversation. I'd love to start to wrap things up, but um, tell, tell the people, tell the storytellers listening to Crossroads, what's, what's next for you? What's, do you have any plans for the pipe verse pipe verse in particular in the future? Is that kind of like the project is, you know, you're going to say, this is what it was and I'm going to keep going with this new EP idea, or is it part of the pipe verse or is this something you don't want to share yet? Cause I want to make sure you're not giving any spoilers here in crossroads, but the people want to hear it. Yeah. So I, so my next, this is tentative. Like okay. I haven't started recording, but but I have six songs that I think are ready. And right now I've just been, they're all written and I'm in kind of the rehearsal stage. Yeah. Um, so I'm just playing them a lot. And um, I haven't decided how I want to re release them or when or whether um, you're going to incorporate I, them. Yeah. Whether like, I don't, I haven't, I have ideas of it being part of the pipe verse, right? Like I have like, Ooh. so I guess that's, <laughs> So that's a possibility. It is a possibility. Um, but you know, I might want to do something else. It, it, it all depends. And what I've been working on a lot right now is I actually just started doing a lot of live streams on TikTok, which I haven't really announced, but I've been live streaming my rehearsals. You can announce it right here. Yeah. So it, and it's not really scheduled. It's kind of like, I decided that I rehearse almost daily, probably like four to six times a week okay. um, for 30 minutes to an hour. And what I'm doing is I'm just hitting the go live button during rehearsal. So there's not really a set time it tends mm -hmm. to be the evenings on weekdays and probably more in the middle of the day on weekends, but I'm playing those songs a lot. And um, anytime you see me post an unreleased song, like it's probably one of the songs that's going to be on my next EP. Okay. Um, yeah, so that's that's what I'm focused on now. Sweet. Um, it's also awesome to hear that you like don't necessarily have a timeline because 
the thing about timelines is they're kind of weird. It's like, you know, as a musician or as an artist, as a, as a storyteller is you want to discipline yourself to like get something out there and be consistent. Obviously you're consistent with the practicing, but for me in particular, I'm like, man, if I don't have a timeline, I feel like I am just going to never do something. Cause I tend to procrastinate. Like that's one of the reasons why I haven't really recorded too many episodes of the podcast is sure. I've been busy, but I've also been like, it hasn't taken a priority, but it's really meaningful to me. So I've decided that this year I'm going to really put an effort in, you know, adding value to the artist apparel community. Um, so again, I'm really happy to have you on here, but timelines are also like, you don't want to feel tied to them. Like, because if you, you know, if something comes up, it's totally fine to say, all right, you know, we're going to pause, or, um, maybe you're feeling a little bit more, um, encouraged to, create you know to rehearse or whatever it might be um and then some other days you're not which is that's how we are as humans like you're not you're not meant to be a robot you know you're not supposed to be like every day it's supposed to be when you're when you're ready you know because we're all we're all just on our living in our own our own time so um i think that it's it's great that you have a vision and that you're gonna see how that vision evolves as you continue creating and i'm excited to hear what what that new EP is all about. And, you know, whenever it does come out, I'll be sure to let people know and post it on the stories and all that good stuff. Um, mm -hmm. But where can people find your work, man? Um, It's so I'm on the socials. So TikTok, face, I spend most of my time on Instagram. So yeah. Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Twitter, um, it's all pipe 720, P-Y-P-E 720. Easy peasy. Um, yeah. So if you can spell spell it right once, it's the same on all the platforms. Um, that's by design. Um, and then not, on, I mean, it sounds like it. Yes, yeah, and then and then it's on on streaming platforms, so Spotify, Apple Music, um, YouTube. Definitely subscribe to my YouTube. Check out all um, the music videos. Yeah, check out all the music videos. It's the only place you can find the official videos is on YouTube. Um, yeah, and uh, chances are I'm where I am wherever you are. So. Wow. I couldn't have said it better myself because I'm, <laughs> you know, artist apparel is on all those stuff too, but I am where you are. That's, that's pretty sweet. I did mm -hmm. have a quick idea for you. Um, yeah. Is, you know, you can, you can choose to do this or not, but I think it'd be really cool. Um, you know, something that's kind of popular, especially with Taylor Swift recently is she's re-releasing all of her music um, that she created, you know, when she was in a different uh, contract that was, you know, obviously, we all kind of know that it's it was a bad contract and she wasn't treated fairly. Um, but now she's re-releasing that stuff with her own vision. Um, and I think it'd be really cool if you kind of took a page out of her book and said, you know what? I created all this music before. You don't have to release all of it. But maybe one day you're like, let's create a pipe archives, you know, type of content playlist on YouTube, like, a, you know, just post here and there, like you tweaking something or rehearsing mm -hmm. an old song. I think that'd be really cool. And I think it'd be pretty trendy as well with just like, you know, that's, that's it's a really popular thing for her. Obviously her career is much different than yours is, um, mm -hmm. but it would be something cool to consider. So, yeah. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that. Thanks for the idea. And I've definitely been thinking about it. Like I, since I produce all my own music, um, obviously like, it gets better over time. The production yeah. gets better. So um, I would love to, if I get the time to, to sure. go back and like remaster, maybe re-record, remix some of the old tracks. Um, 
for now, I like I said, I still have a sizable archive of music to put out. Um, but I think there will be a point in time where it's like, maybe I should go back and, and redo some of these songs or like maybe just pick whatever the most popular ones are or like whatever I think are the best ones and, you know, re sort of redo them in one way, shape or form. Yeah, I think, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Um, and everybody loves the vintage stuff nowadays. So incorporate mm -hmm. that as much as you can. Um, yeah, it was great having you on the podcast today, Pipe. Um, everybody go check him out on all the socials. You know, he just kind of gave it to y'all. But the Pipe 720, P-Y-P-E 720 on all of the all of the social media, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever you listen, wherever you watch your music videos. Um, he's on there. So it was great having you on the podcast today, Pipe. Thanks so much for, for coming out. Um, is there anything else you want to say to the people? Oh, I just wanted to say thank you so much for setting up this podcast, setting up this community. I think you have a lot of very great values. I think you have a really good head on your shoulders, a great perspective um, to support the community. I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about community. Like, yep, that's what you're going to remember. That's, you know, that's what's important at the end of this. You know, we're, we're probably not all going to become rich and famous rock stars. Um, at the end of the day, it, at the end of the day, you're going to remember the connections you made and the experiences you had. So yeah. don't wait for the dream. You're living the dream right now. So um, wow. I really, I, I really appreciate everything that you're doing. And I wish you a lot of luck with this. Thank you so much, man. Um, again, Pipe720, everybody go check him out. Everybody, you know, keep an eye out for his new EP that's going to be coming out whenever the time comes. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah, Pipe, it was great having you on the podcast. And we'll see you later. Uh, keep on telling your story and have a good one.